When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I got a very exciting delivery in the mail today. What was it? It was the Hunger Games book trilogy. Oh, that is exciting. Did you order that or were you expecting it? I did. I um, A friend recommended it. We were talking about reading, and I've been in such a Hunger Games, like, wanting to rewatch the movies. And so I thought, how cool would it be if I read the books first? And I realized I have read one of the books, kind of. It was, it was I listened to it, so it wasn't really reading, like, the audiobook. Um, but yeah, I did is that. Is that really reading? I mean, because no. I, I think it's, no, okay. I mean, I don't <laughs> think so. Well, It's I, listening. It, it, Right, but it's still right. getting the knowledge of the book. So, but it's not. Reading. They're two different. True, the <laughs> act of reading is pretty black and white. <laughs> right. Yes, right. exactly. But if you say, literally, have black you read? And white. Have you read Lord of the Rings? It's like, well, no, I saw the movie. It's still different than I what? listened to the book. So, yes, you are familiar with the book. You've heard the book from beginning to end. So you've kind of yeah, you've heard the aud- book. audibly read it. But the movie's totally different. So what were, so what were you saying? So you had I, listened I to listened, it? I listened to the, the third book, Mom, and I think you listened to part of it with me because I believe you also listened to it because we had seen the first two movies and we were waiting for the third. And so uh-huh. instead of reading the first and second, mm. I just read the third book. Listened. Listened uh, to the third listened. book. Didn't read it. <laughs> uh, but now I decided I'm going to read all of them. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence was great in the third book. I thought she did, she did a great job in the book. <laughs> yeah, so good, good in the third book. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Loved I know her it. choices. <laughs> yeah. But I, right. I started well, that this morning, which was exciting. And I can already tell it's going to be such a quick read. Yeah, they're, they're so very disturbing. simple books. I feel like I actually did read, physically read the first book, but I, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Yeah, but, but they're, they're pretty, uh, pretty, you know, dark. serious, dark yeah. for, for kid, dark kids' books. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there you go. But it's wild. It's a good, great metaphor for what's going on in our world as well. We won't no. go there. <laughs> Gosh, in fact, no. In fact, let's go somewhere else. In fact, let's start the podcast. Happy music. Come on. <laughs> Roll the music. Max and Dads, wholesome chaos. Max and Dads, wholesome chaos. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Wholesome Chaos here with the Thurman family, and we are so glad that you are in the audience. So, uh, Maggie, speaking of things that are relatively dark and disturbing, <laughs> one of our koi fish ran away. Oh, yeah. So, I guess he just wasn't happy in the pond, and it just he no. just left. He, he turned went, into a frog he, and left. He returned to the wild. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You guys have uh, no idea the, what happened. The, it was one of the gold ones. But the, yeah, we had four koi fish. We had four the, goldfish, rather the large. black and white one. And um, mom noticed and a suspicious hawk in the vicinity. Yeah. Um, and so he might not have run away. He Maybe he flew I, away. Yeah, I chased a hawk off the other day. It was so 
kind of funny, but I, I saw him like sitting in a tree looking and I was like, no, you don't. And I ran out there and I said, you are not fishing in my pond. And he flew away. And as I turned back in, I realized my neighbor was standing in his driveway. <laughs> that is awesome. And, uh, you guys are making friends like, quick. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't make eye contact. I just ran back inside. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure he, I'm sure he picked up on what was going on there. But, but I'm uh, getting a, um, owl to put on the fence because they, um, not a real owl, like a fake owl. Yeah, I think not a real owl. <laughs> yeah, but she's wondering if that will freak out the fish. If they'll like never want to. I'm a little wanna... worried about that too. Yeah. Like, do you want to? Do you want to live and be traumatized, or do you want to? I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I don't know. You know, I actually have the. I think we still have the the black owl that we got for Eddie's birthday when we did the Harry Potter theme birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You try that and put it out there. I think that I think a hawk would know that's not real. Why don't we take our our like our Halloween uh little little thing of Dracula, you know that little man that looks like Eddie Munster or Dracula? Oh yeah, just put yeah, him yeah, up the there. little vampire guy. Mario. Little vampire guy. Isn't his name Mario? No, Mario's oh, different. Mario's different, a, a different, different fake person. Animal. Yes. Yeah. Person. I said an animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Hopefully uh he won't return to the buffet. Anytime soon. That's but so sad. I mean, those fish were there when we moved in yeah. and they've apparently been there a long time. So I was kind of surprised that hadn't happened sooner. And I, I thought maybe we were yeah. immune from it. Like it would never happen. But, um, well, they can, unless mostly, he's hiding under a rock or he something. He could be. He but could for be. For a long time. But I, I was cleaning the <laughs> pond and he didn't come out. So, and the other fish are not talking. Yeah. So they like won't, they're not, they, they won't tell us anything. Away. Anything. You could get like a, a covering type of thing, you know? Nah. It's too much trouble. Those things are, well, they, <laughs> <laughs> I think well, they're no. to differ. I think we just I need tougher we'll fish that can defend themselves and each other. <laughs> Those are big fish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was the. They're expensive too. Like he, if we replaced that fish, yeah, I think it'd be hundreds of dollars. Koi fish. Yeah. 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 Maybe don't do that. <laughs> I'm getting an owl. And apparently they're very tasty. So. Hmm. Okay, I lied. I was really hungry and wanted some sushi. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is getting dark again. <laughs> <laughs> I just got back from a trip, literally, like within the last 30 Hour. minutes. Yeah. And um, it was a great trip. Really I'm always fun so one. surprised when you guys want a podcast, like, later <laughs> in the day after doing a ton of stuff where I can, I can tend to be pretty flexible. So I'm like, you know, we could do it tomorrow. We could do it when, when you're better. I guess you guys are on a roll. Yeah. But we got to get it to Eddie. So he has time to, to edit instead of doing it on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. I feel really great though. I feel a lot of energy and <laughs> it, I mean, just a great sense of completion, like mission accomplished. This was a, a really wild trip. I had two cities in within uh, two speeches within 24 hours, but one of them was in Las Vegas and the other one was in ocean city, Maryland. So more <laughs> than 3000 miles away <laughs> on the East coast. So that involved a red eye flight with no sleep and, uh, and you know, a connection. De delayed connection with mm -hmm. fogged in planes and, um, and getting there and, and then doing it. But, um, I mean, both speeches went great. And, I, I, it was just an act of surrender. Like I'll be okay in this moment. Cause, um, that's kind of when, you know, it's not about you when you're off your game or tired or just kind of like whatever. And I always say a prayer before my speech and I'm like, God, you know, just work through me and, and do your thing and use me as an instrument and have fun. And it's like surrendering to that moment. 
it's when you kind of know you're part of something bigger in a way. Yeah. I know. That's yep. just how I felt about it. Yep. And I still say a cheer and a prayer for you. That always helps. Definitely always helps. So yeah. And then I got home and I, I got my checked luggage, not from this trip, but from last week. <laughs> so last week I had a speech, a couple speeches, one of them in Houston. And now we ship my equipment ahead of time. So I, I don't have to you know bring it with me. I just travel with a carry-on bag, a roll of board, and my computer, and my juggling balls, and my glow balls, which is another story, because those are tricky getting through TSA. But anyway, um, the unicycle, the knives, the bowling ball, the big stuff, we ship ahead of time. And I have three sets. And so I had three different speeches, and we were kind of moving them around like in the same week. One of them is a smaller case that I can take with me on a plane. And so the idea is we shipped that one there and then I brought it back with me on the plane as checked luggage. But then when I landed in Atlanta, I forgot I had checked the luggage and I just went home. <laughs> Force of habit. And this, and this was this was days ago. This is Friday. Yeah. And now this oh, is Wednesday. So, so almost a week ago. And I- um, Yeah, he calls me. He goes, hey, can you look in the garage and see? I didn't realize it. I'm like, yeah, it's not For that days, like until I went on my next trip and I was thinking- Shouldn't there be something in my car right now? Like, like, where's that? Other? Actually, Stephanie asked me. She's like, "Did you bring your case home?" I was like, "Yeah, I brought my case home, all almost." And <laughs> oh my so, goodness! Yeah, so I went to the airport on the way back, and I I didn't even have the the boarding pass anymore with the bag number. Weeks. It's been <laughs> a long a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I went to the baggage office, and and I'd called ahead of time, and they said, "Yeah, it'll, it, if it's there, it'll be in the in the customer service room or the." the luggage room, baggage services. So I, I went there and I, um, they said, oh, it's in the Atlanta room. Okay. So I go down to the Atlanta room. Good thing you're in Atlanta. Yeah. And I walk <laughs> in and, and, the, and I tell the guy the story and he's like, oh, well, yeah, like look, take, take a peek in here. And I pointed to it immediately because it's very recognizable. It's a, it's a blue hard yeah. shell case. And he said, I was just holding that bag. I was just checking on that bag. So it was like all synergistically fit together. And he said, how do I know it's yours? And I said, exactly well, I said, well, there's a unicycle and knives inside of it. Uh, and so to prove it was my bag, I actually had to ride the unicycle and juggle knives for all the Delta baggage handlers. Did you no, really you didn't ride that? the unicycle. <laughs> okay, all right. I made, I made that part up, but the rest of it was totally true. <laughs> I can totally see you doing that. But I would love to do I that. I can, actually. except for the fact that I know that unicycle takes a while to put together and uh, yes. take apart yeah. and would not be worth it. Mm-hmm. And the I doubt they would hand that. you the three knives and go, yeah, do something cool. <laughs> yeah, in the airport here. Juggling machetes. <laughs> Doesn't really sound like TSA to me, but <laughs> I've been wrong before. Yes. Uh, you know what, though? This is not a smooth segue, but if you don't want to be wrong again about finding the right doctor, uh, that was pretty smooth. <laughs> then we've got a great service, an incredible partner for you. We're so pleased that ZocDoc is once again sponsoring the Wholesome Chaos Podcast. This website is awesome. I mean, if you want to get a high-quality recommendation of any particular kind of doctor, I was looking at applied kinesiology today and finding someone near me who had reviews and such, and it's so easy, ZocDoc.com, and uh, it's peer-reviewed or reviewed by customers, so you can see the the ratings and read the recommendations. Maggie, you had some experience with this, right? Yeah, I I kid you not. I was talking with friends just a few days ago about like, we got to find doctors out here because 
a lot of us, this like we're not from LA, and so we're we don't have our doctors out here. We're at that age where we're kind of finding our own doctors because we don't have our parents taking us. Um, and we were just talking about how lost we are in that, and particularly me because I have to get my wisdom teeth out soon, and yeah. I'm scrambling a little bit. But I thankfully was able to suggest ZocDoc to them because I've used it before. Absolutely, I mean. It- a group chat or just kind of random friends, it's not necessarily the best way to get doctor advice, right? So you go to this, go to ZocDoc and you can, it's absolutely free by the way. It's really amazing. And you can find what you're looking for. So you're going to give it a shot. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. Yeah, and what you do is you see the appointments right there when you're looking at doctors so you can read the reviews, schedule an appointment, check the insurance, all in one easy way. So no more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't even met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book doctors in their neighborhood who are patient-reviewed and fit their needs and schedule just right. So go to ZocDoc.com slash chaos and download ZocDoc app for free and then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com. ZocDoc.com slash chaos. I had a pretty fun week. I went to two concerts. Wow. Which was awesome. Very different concerts. I went to Harry Styles. I I was so blessed that I got to go see Harry Styles twice while he was in LA. And the two right, the Halloween say, show, yeah. right? Yeah. What'd you say? The Halloween show was the one you saw yeah. before. Yeah, I was gonna say the two shows that I got to see were arguably his hardest shows to go to, which was his Halloween show and his last show in LA. He sold out 15 nights in LA. Oh my gosh. That's that amazing. Is that is wild. Um, but yeah, for Halloween, he calls it Harryween because it's his Halloween mm-hmm. show. Um, yeah. I got to go with Jenna, and I know I talked about that on here. And then this time I went with a different friend, and we were in the pit. And so we were dancing in the pit, and there's this really fun dance that I guess fans created to do to one of his songs. And it's like a little line dance, and everyone's doing it, and it's so, so fun. And then I just had this like, pure gratitude moment when he was singing uh what makes you beautiful from his one direction days and i was just dancing my heart out and singing slash screaming it was just like pure joy where i was like oh my gosh i can't believe this like i can't believe this is what my night looks like like i'm 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 dancing with my friends and harry styles and just like (laughs) oh it was a private show and yeah, with, with, you know, a few thousand other people, but like, <laughs> it was so, so fun. And it's, it made me realize I do want to force myself to go out more because I've been kind of reclusive and I want to find the joy in like those moments and going out and sure, every scene's not going to be your scene, but I want to be more attentive to finding fun parts of it. Um, and then yeah. I also went to- First of all, Harry Styles, before you leave this- He's so incredibly talented as obviously a singer, dancer, actor. I mean, this guy is like unbelievable. And he's equally popular, it seems, in every one of his chosen disciplines. Like he's just rocking it. Yeah, he's been 
very heavily influential in the music industry for like a decade. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He, he he's is a just kind of getting. Yeah, he's just getting into acting more so. All right. So the second concert. So the second concert. So the second concert I went to was my friend Jake's concert. Um, we met. He featured on Jenna's song "See You Later." Um, there was like a remix version where he featured on it. I guess it wasn't a remix. I don't know. I, I'm not in the music industry. <laughs> um, and I was in the music video for that. And obviously Jenna and uh, he was in it too. So we like shot in the desert north of LA or something for the day. And I remember he was that. super amazing and super awesome. And so he had a show out here and we hadn't seen him since like that shoot day. And he sang So Will I during his set, which is a Christian song. And, like, it was mm. just so cool. Like, <sighs> I, no, nobody does that. Like, like no non-Christian artist mm. I've, like, heard of singing worship songs. Actually, Justin Bieber might have. But I just thought that was so cool and so bold of him. And, like, yeah, just really yeah, awesome. that's cool. Did, the, did a lot of people in the crowd know it? Yeah, I think so. And yeah, the like writers of the song were there too, which was like an added cool bonus. You know, just things lining up. Wow. That is, that is really hip. I've been noticing a lot of those moments, like things lining up and showing up in my lives and kind of like. In your lives. Your lives. How many lives do you have? My my work life, my private life, my business life. Okay. I gotcha. No, in my life. Um, you know, and I do think it's, I do think it's definitely directed by God. Um, you know, like, like I've been learning a lot about sheep lately <laughs> because. Jesus was a sheep herder. No, he wasn't. Well, he is the shepherd, right? The great shepherd. Yeah. And no, um, he is. Yes. And <laughs> Psalm 23 is something I referenced in one of my earlier weekly videos when I was talking about like the, what you get one, two, three, one, 2023. I made a reference to using the number 23 as inspiration for how you handle this year, like in different ways you could do that of like, you know, Michael Jordan was number 23. You can use the inspiration of how he played and how he worked and his work ethic and discipline or Psalm 23 for those of us who like have an eternal perspective. And so shortly after I did that video and then I, then the third thing was, or just look at it like you get one, two, three, you get one chance to live a year that ends in two, three. This is like your opportunity to seize this year and make it unique and make it special and make it count. Um, so shortly after that, my friend Cliff gave me this book because I saw him at a randomly dropping some stuff off at Goodwill and we went to coffee and he just handed it to me. And it was it's called A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 2-3 by Philip Keller. Uh, over 2 million copies sold, but this is a, a legitimate sheep herder who's also a, a Christian who breaks down Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and leads me to still waters and all of that. But he breaks it down from the perspective of like what it really means to herd sheep and to spend time with sheep and to look after them. And, um, you know, which was all part of the context because David, King David, who wrote Psalm 23, was a shepherd and knew that super well. And so you get the context of it and a little bit like, I don't know, a little bit like the chosen. It's like personalizing something you've heard a million times and you're making it more real. So cool. it's definitely a good recommendation. I'm going to give it away after I read it. So Very Hunger cool. Games and the 23rd Psalm. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Looks like we're all and, getting into reading this year. And just generally, I think I've been opening up more to like talking to people and in, in random moments, not necessarily making efforts to get out, like you mentioned, into social situations, although we've done some of that a little bit, but just kind of like being in situations and being open to the opportunity to talk to strangers and ask questions and, you know, open up their lives a little bit. I've, I've really been making a more concerted effort of doing that in my travel versus like, you know, traveling with my blinders on. Um, and I know I mentioned that to you and you said you had a kind of a different perspective on it <laughs> that, what was that? What yeah. were you going to say? Well, I, I, I like making connections, like personal connections and stuff, but in particular moments, like I, in, I, I just like in situations where maybe you're you're on a mission. You're you're you got things going through your mind, which is so yep. often of like when you're going someplace or when you're shopping or anything like that. That like sure. I really don't feel the need to have conversations in the grocery store. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. And people totally. judging you on what brand of paper towels you buy. I, I guess it's more like <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, no, I'm me just too. kidding. <laughs> I guess it's more about like just being open to it and not forcing it. And I and I'm that way a lot. And I have, I have been in that tunnel vision mode, but I just kind of like started this recently and got to meet like a cab or you, an Uber driver in New Orleans who told me all about Honduras and what it's like being there and living there and people back home and the situation and like, like really educational stuff. Or um, just today I met a, a 95 year old Korean war veteran. Cause he wore a hat on, you know, that said, Korean War vet. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. What do you I, mean I, by I that? Said, yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, do you, I just said, do you stay in touch with other people you know who you've served with? And he's like, I'm kind of the last one. Yeah, I was going to say, oh 95, man. That'd be pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, we all get together every Thursday and have beer. Yeah, know? it's just yeah. just me by myself. Um, I mean, sometimes you just you open up to it and people don't want to talk to you, and that's fine. They're doing their own thing. And But in general, um, I find it's pretty cool. And mostly people do want to like open up when you approach them in a friendly way or when you acknowledge something that they're doing. And I guess like well, anything you're not else. you digging into their personal lives. You're just reaching out and being friendly. Sometimes and I then- am. Like not like not really, but but I'll actually say to like someone at the hotel, I'll say, so what's it like working here? And how do you, you know, like what's this job like? And, and what do you right. like most about it? And like, and before long, you can get into talking about people's families and things like that. It's like, it's fascinating. Anyway, the more you yeah. do it, the more and the I, more I do respect you get. that too because I think that there's so many stories that people are just waiting to, you know, be told. Like that's how that's how people's well, lives are carried on and everything, and just to learn more about the people around you. I do think that's really cool. I just get overwhelmed. And, <laughs> and to be seen, like to be seen as a person yeah. rather than just as a role of like, I'm in this mode of your server or your cashier or your whatever. Right. Unless that's what they want to be like, cause they might be in the mood where they just want to be completely anonymous at that moment too. Isn't that how it's fine too. more so that's in, terrible. um, Oh, I forget. I saw a TikTok about it somewhere where it was like this one country where it was just normal for the service to be like, you don't really want to talk about it. You don't really want oh, yeah. <laughs> anything like that. Wait, why are you laughing? I was remembering a story about when mom and I were in Greece. Oh, I was remembering when we were in Alaska, but yeah. Oh, okay. You go first, Alaska. 
Well, I don't know if Maggie was was talking about this, but like when we went to Alaska the first time and we went to a restaurant and we're we're waiting for the mountain to come out. That's what they how they refer to it. You cannot see Denali, you can't see the top of it because it's in the top is in the clouds. And so we kept, you know, all day long we're looking out the window and then, you know, talking whatever. The waitress comes over to take our order and literally sat down and just hung out with us for several minutes talking to us. And like, literally she sat, I mean, sometimes they'll stand and chat, whatever. No, she sat in the booth with us. And I just thought that was so cool. It's like, man, Alaska is so laid she back. She ordered, we paid for it. Yeah, it was she, like, no, I'm just kidding. But I thought that I never had that happen before or since, but I thought it was really, really cool. We're like, oh, this is what they do here. I like it. They're so friendly. I was thinking about Greece when you asked our concierge, uh, can you tell us some Greek? Like when we were out and about and we see somebody in the street passing and we're like, we just that? want to say hello and ask them how they are or anything yeah, like good that. Good morning. They're good morning. And and she said, no, you don't do that. Here. They, they <laughs> won't talk to you. They won't talk, they to, won't you. talk to you. And I was like, well, but yeah. if I'm just saying like, you know, good morning. No, 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 no. Just they don't, they don't, bu- do that. don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she was right. She was Man. so right. Like nobody was ever interested in talking to me, even when- I was shopping in this guy's store for like 45 minutes trying to buy gifts and stuff. And so there was a lot of really interesting stuff. And I asked him a question and he always answered me, but he didn't offer anything else. He never got up. He never told me any more than what I specifically would ask. And so it wasn't, it was just indifference. It wasn't mean. He wasn't being like rude or hateful or anything like that. It was just total indifference. It was like, okay, that's. You, you be you, man. That's, that's why I love like going to South America or Central America. They're, they're super, super friendly. Well, everywhere, a lot of places, but anyway. A lot of places. They were really nice in Ocean City and Vegas. Um, I, the red eye flight, you know, never a great experience, but, but it got me there and I had plenty of time, a little downtime before my speech. Um, Ocean City is like a beach town in Maryland, close to like, it's people from Baltimore or Pennsylvania or whatever would go there and just kind of like enjoy the summer. It's kind of sleepy this time of year. Um, and the weather wasn't great. It was like foggy and cold and a little rainy this morning. And then I shot a weekly video. But, in the uh, rain and fog. Yeah, it was in the <laughs> middle of the rain. Um, I got up at 6.15. I knew it was going to be cold. It was like 30 degrees or less. And a little drizzly. But I thought, you know, I'd like to use the locations that I'm at to shoot the videos. And I was like, well, I wrote something. And so I'm going to shoot it here. And um while I was out there, it was, it started getting windier and it started raining. And then literally in the middle of one of the takes, the rain turns into snow and it starts <gasps> snowing on me. Oh, oh my that gosh. Is wild. I mean, just it's subtle, but it's, it's, we got it on, on the take. It's fun. That's cool. And I could actually feel the raindrops turn like to like hard ice. And then I could <laughs> start to see them peripherally float. Uh, it was kind of funny. I but, haven't yeah. seen snow in a while. I'm really excited. I'm going to see snow later this month. That's very, very mm-hmm. exciting. Where yeah. are you going to see snow this month? I'm going Let's to go Utah. Back to Utah. Oh, that's right. Utah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say you can go see your brother. He's seen a lot of snow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He's probably snowed in all the time all on that mountain. All the time. Man. Yeah. Well, Mom, do you have some questions for us from listeners? This was from a while ago, but I don't think we ever answered it. Um, Irene had asked, how did you guys get the idea of doing the questions and jump in the pool? Actually, it's push in the pool. Yeah, the push in the pool videos. That was all Maggie, all her idea. And 
she well, can she can just convince me to do it. Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, I don't think there was really a specific plan. Um, it was just I think I just said like, "Hi, I'm Maggie. This is my dad, and we're gonna ask each other questions until one of us gets one wrong and pushes the other in the pool." Um, and we did that, and it was like we had a lot of footage, and so I think it ended up being two parts. And then we're like, okay, yep. I guess we should try it again and do a part three. And now we're on like part 58. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So incredible. in the beginning, um, were you guys just, you were just thinking up questions on the spot to try to catch each other. I think you up. gave me a, a good so, enough heads up that I, I had three or four questions in mind. I don't something. think on the first I think one. So. I, the first Not one on the was first very couple. spontaneous. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes when we're making TikToks like that or when we were spending that, uh, not a lot of time in the same city, uh, we would just kind of move into creativity mode and just start trying something and see where it takes us. And a lot of a lot of really fun things came out of that, like like you throwing the ice cream at me in the store and me juggling it and picking flavors. Like, remember that one? Oh, that was in North Carolina? No, that oh, one. Yeah. We, we, we did that in Publix here in in, Snell, in uh, Georgia. And, mm-hmm. and you were just like, hey, Dad. Here and you started throwing me asking, "What do you think?" Oh, yeah. And she started throwing me different flavors, like which one? I, do, which one do you think we should buy? And I juggled it and I threw two back, and I was like, "This one." Yeah, that was the very. Guys, that was like just happened. Yeah, like, you guys exactly came home from like the that. from the grocery store with a TikTok and ice cream. I was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. There was a um, so at my speech in Vegas, Maggie, about the push in the pool videos, and and Mom has another question about our relationship um, that came in. I had one of the best feed, but what's best comments ever after a speech and people were coming up talking to me about what I did and how it, how it landed for them and stuff. And it was very satisfying. But then this guy named Jackson came up and he said, as you can tell, probably looking around the room, I'm one of the younger people in this sales force. And so I know you as Maggie's dad. <laughs> That's like how I first got to know you and I follow your daughter and I follow you. And so does my sister. And he said, I just wanted to tell you that your videos, you and your daughter's videos helped in a big way. My sister improved her relationship with her, with our dad. Like, like mm-hmm. they had a very like business-like relationship. They weren't close and, and literally, and I was like, what do you mean? Like, that's amazing. And he said, well, it was the push in the pool videos. And they, they looked at that and they looked at how much fun you were having together and they went and they did that. Like Aww. they did that. They literally went and did that themselves and and just learned how to play. Like oh, learned how to play so together cool. by watching our content. And there was that this other so woman. Sweet. Right, yeah, oh, and there was yes. this other one when they were getting ready to talk to me. And she started crying and I started crying. And she's like, I'm just so happy I was here to see that. <laughs> That's awesome. Aww. So I just wanted to share that with you. That is yes. so kind. There was uh, another question from Jess uh, who had asked, um, yeah, how do you both have such a close relationship as father and daughter? Have you always been like that? I mean, yeah, as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure as long as you can remember. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously our relationship has changed a little bit just because getting older, you know, and parental there's like a parental shift, you know, when kids get older where, yes, you're still the parents, but it's more of like a, like we're adults now and stuff like that. Yeah. And so obviously there's those kind of life shifts, but yeah, I think we've always just had a ton of fun and 
that's that certainly has not changed. Mm-hmm. I, I made a vow when I was young, um, and I've, I've mentioned this before. Like I noticed adults were dismissing me and not taking my, my me seriously in terms of like how I could contribute to a conversation or an idea or just like even kind of overlooking you completely. And I remember when I was younger, like vowing that I was not going to be that kind of adult. Like I would always, when there's a kid in the room, I would always like look at the kid and value them and, and include them and connect with them in my own way. Um, And so I think I took that into being a dad, like, and so did you obviously, honey. I mean, our kids, we treated a good dad. No, (laughs) no. Yeah. I, I, I knew I wanted kids, but it wasn't until we actually had one. Then I was just like, this is what I was meant to do. I was meant to be a mom. And I loved every minute of, of raising you guys and, and love that we were still so involved in each other's lives. But yeah, I mean, I, I, it was hard for me cleaning out the stuff to go like, Oh, here's some crafts we never got to, but we got to a lot of crafts. We did, you know, and we did activities. I mean, and when we would go out of town with you, while you're doing a speech or whatever, we're hitting the parks, we're going to the zoo, we're, you know, getting, getting out and doing stuff. And just, and when you weren't home, I was taking pictures, I was making videos, I was, you know, keeping, keeping us all connected and um, just, yeah, loving, grabbing the opportunities. And I had made that decision actually when I was like 13 is to take advantage of opportunities. So like Maggie, you're talking about going, getting involved, going out and doing stuff more. And I love to be home too, but I, I also have to push myself and say, all right, here's this opportunity. I need to go do it. I, I, I know I will be better for it, happy for the experience. And, um, but yeah, and that, that had every bit to do with raising kids, you know, we're doing scouts, we're doing piano, whether you wanted to or not, we're doing, but <laughs> we did a lot of things and now you're an amazing awesome. mother. And, and I mean, just you blossomed yes. as a mom and that's such a cool thing as a husband to see this woman you love, this woman you married, you married her because of who she is and how she and you work together in the world. But then when you see her become a mom, which is the kind of thing you could never like imagine and to see her just be awesome at that. It's like, wow. Well, same can- right back at you. You yeah. know, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Love being parents. Well, I think you guys are great parents. You know that. Thanks. Um, I mean, you guys are great kids too. Yeah. And, and even a great adult kids. <laughs> I try, I tried to be a good, easy kid. <laughs> Sometimes. Absolutely. Sometimes I was not. I, I would say, I would say the status of our relationship now is you're impressing me a lot with the choices you're making and the way that you handle things. Um, you know, you're quick to acknowledge when, you know, things are, you need to make an adjustment or correction and you stand up for yourself, even to me, when I'm making a suggestion or something and you're like, no, dad, I don't think that's it. And, and I respect that. Um, yeah, I've I do been think very, that the, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I do think like, there's another level of that when you recognize, I mean, I, I know you're, 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 on, you're an adult, you're 20 years old and um, there's a certain level of wisdom and knowledge that comes with more decades of life and and I hope that you're still open to that. And I think you are still open to like our perspectives on things. And you ask us all the time what we think about life. 
like suggestions? I know I've told both of you this, but this past week I have, it has been like the most confrontational week of my life where I've just had to have like a lot of hard conversations. Mm. Um, And I'm not a confrontational person. I tend to either push things down or just let them go because it feels easier than like having a hard conversation. But no, I've, I've stood up for myself a lot this week and, and I like, I was talking about this in therapy yesterday, but like, <laughs> like, um, I've learned that just because I've said I'm not a confrontational person, which I don't think I am, I can still be it when like, that's what I need. And like, like you said, like stand up for myself and I can have those hard conversations even though they are hard. Um, and so that's been like such a, such a learning thing this week. Um, so I'm a little exhausted emotionally, but <laughs> I remember also, one of the things you, you, you told me um, when you were going to pickleball, you were like, I decided I'm only going to have one of those conversations per day. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it all in one day because I think that would wreck me emotionally. But I thought that was good. And then anything else about that process that surprised you? Like did people, did you find people receptive to your yeah. Your perspectives? Yeah. Most of the conversations I went into, um, cause there were like three or four. <laughs> um, I had a pretty good idea of how they were going to go. Um, one of them was completely up in the air where I was like, they could either gaslight me or profusely apologize. And they apologized. And actually every single conversation I've had so far, um, they've apologized. Wow. Which... Yeah, and and I think it just goes to show like people people can surprise you, but also like it's not that that surprising because if I hurt someone who I cared about and they came to me and told me that I hurt them, of course I would be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." Like obviously I didn't want to hurt you. Um right. But like how can I change that? How can I win back your trust? Um and so right. that was that was really encouraging to receive that. Um, and that's not always the case because a lot of times people do get defensive and, you know, gaslight. But if their heart's in the right place and they really do care about you, I think a lot of the times when people find out they hurt, they've hurt you. And, and to go at it about that way, not like you did this, this, and this, but like this hurt me when you did this is such right. a – I feel like – more genuine way to go about it and like harder to refute on the other side. I mean, yeah, you you can't really argue with it. You could just, I mean, like you said, I didn't intend that. Um, But the other reason why that's just so impressive and important is the other alternative is you don't have the conversation and you blow, you know, you just, just like bury it down or push it down in your psyche. And you're like, whatever. And then something else happens and then something else happens. And all this accumulated baggage within the relationship builds up to some point where either you lash out at this person or cut them off completely. And now that's the pattern of your relationship versus like this very intentional mode of saying like, all right, we're going to be in each other's lives for a while. Let's, let's figure this out so that we don't have to go through it again and again. Um, Yeah. And, and you don't have to be, you know, there's a way different than being picky and like, and I don't like it when you do this and I, and I don't think you should do that. And I, that's, that's way different than, than when you're feeling like 
somebody's really hurt you either intentionally or unintentionally. And so I, I, I hate the, uh, the term confrontational because it's more of just sharing with somebody something that was becoming a problem. And, and by voicing that and having that conversation, it, you diffused it and, and, you know, the relationship should be stronger for it. Well, yes, but yeah. sometimes you can also have to be confrontational about things that yeah. people have blatantly done wrong. Um, yeah. But yeah, the other thing I was going to say that I've learned through all this, because again, a lot of my situations have been drastically different from one another. But one of the big lessons I've learned is I can't be mad at someone for doing something that bothers me that I have not told them bothers me. Right. Um, mm. I can't expect them so to fair. know that. If you tell them, exactly. hey, this really upsets me and they continue to do it, then hey, that's a different story. But right. if I just push everything down and don't tell someone that something's bothering me, then that's not on them. That's actually on me. <laughs> so yeah. lots of lessons this week. Um, that's yeah. that's good. That's next level maturity. Snaps on that. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been very uh, wonderful and insightful, and uh, I, I think I've got to get some rest. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, go to sleep. Um, <laughs> Are you sure you don't have to go back to the airport? And, uh... Not today. Not hey, tomorrow. Hey, don't even worry, Dad. I got this outro. Thank you oh, guys good. so much for listening to our podcast today. We have enjoyed you listening and you contributing if you'd like to contribute anymore ask any questions you can do that at wholesomechaos.com ask us a question and we might answer it next week but you'll have to tune in next week to find out so <laughs> we will see you next week i don't do the outros that much i'm repeating myself a lot um but we'll see You're you next week <laughs> yeah thanks i have love you guys job, maggie Thank i you love too. you too and love you everyone have a great week talk to you later bye bye, bye. So Maggie, we're going to build bookshelves. Okay. We're going to build a whole wall of bookshelves in like the basement. Mom's dream library. Mom's, mom's dream I library. I hypnotized him. And and we're going to we got thousands <laughs> of books from her dad and suddenly I woke up and decided that was going to be a good idea. And if I have the chance to give my woman her dream library, then we should definitely do that. Oh, I got this recorded. <laughs> gonna happen, baby. Hey, that could make some very interesting TikTok content. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs>